Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Harlan Hammock, who is a sought-after business and leadership coach, author, speaker, and host of the Courage to Lead podcast. Harlan, how you doing? Great, Tim. Good, good to be with you. Thanks. Of course not. Thanks for coming on the show. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. What I like to do for fun. Uh, so I am a business coach. Uh, currently, my wife and I are digital nomads. So we're traveling around the country, uh, not not in an RV. We're actually staying in Airbnbs around the country. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, Recreation-wise, we like to be outdoors. We like to do things. Um, I'm a private pilot. We've been skydiving, scuba diving, hang gliding. Uh, we've done a little of everything in our adventures. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's what we like to do for fun. Uh, as far as occupation, I was a management consultant for about 25 years, organizational change management, so working with companies who were undergoing some major change. Uh, about six years ago, I became a business coach, worked with some local businesses around the Atlanta area, and uh, yeah, just having a great time. I love it. I love it. And so what does your day-to-day look like as a business coach now? Um Working with clients, I either work with them one-to-one or I work with them in a group type setting. Uh, I've got a mastermind group that I run also. Um, And just helping them, you know, understand the ins and outs of business. A lot of the guys that I work with are uh, tradesmen. So they're technically great at what they do. They don't really understand the business side of things. So helping them kind of get up to speed on on how to set up their business, put the business processes in place, um, standardized processes, and then uh, teach them kind of the ins and outs of business. So um, and I'm having a great time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So is it, I guess your time would be more filled with one-on-one and the group stuff might be like once a week, twice a week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the one-on-ones are, are a lot of fun because you really get to help the person kind of see the light bulbs come on, you know, as you're working with them and stuff. The group settings are great too, but I, I really like the one-to-one stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're talking about business systems, where do you start? Do you start with sales? Do you start with marketing? Do you start with backend stuff? If you think about it, sales is uh, the the foundation of everything. If you don't have sales, you don't really have a business, right? So you want to make sure you get that dialed in. Um, and sales is more than just a, a one-time event. It's a process. What are your products and services? Who's your ideal client? How do you uh, deliver your products and services? How do you collect you know, money for that? Uh, the marketing of it and everything like that all goes together to try to make sure that that sales piece is uh, solid. Once you get that, then you can work on the other areas of your business, the profitability, the organization structure and stuff like that. But you really have to understand who you are, what it is you do, right? Who you sell to and and why, right? Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. And what is the number one hurdle you see people running into when establishing product market fit? Not basically putting products out there that they think their clients need rather than asking or talking to their ideal client to find out what it is they want and need. Now, if you're talking about a tradesman, plumbers, electricians, HVAC, right? That's easy. You get somebody else that has more of a niche market. 
a lot of times they come out with a product that they have come up with sitting at their dining room table, sketching out on napkins and stuff. They, man, this is the greatest thing in the world. And they go out there and try to sell and they don't understand why nobody gets it. It may not be filling a need that people actually have. Start with that need, right? Do a, a requirements gathering thing. What is it they need? What would make their lives easier, faster, cheaper, better, whatever? Find out what it is they need and then come up with some solution for that. Mm. And what would that requirements survey entail? Like, are you just cold DMing people on LinkedIn, going out, hitting the mall or? Yeah. yeah. I mean, start with friends and family, talking to people, um, identify your ideal customer and then get out to where they are. You know, if they're at networking events, go and see them there. You know, if it's a trade show, go and see them there and just try to talk to people as much as possible. Yeah. If you can, you know, get with them on LinkedIn or Facebook and try to talk to them a little bit and say, Hey, here's what I understand. Is that what you're finding? You know, I, I've heard from people that this has been an issue. Is that an issue for you too? Talk to them about it. And if you get a common, you know, set of issues around there, start working towards that. How can I help alleviate that issue? I got you. I love it. And do you have an initial mm, kind of threshold? You suggest people, a, a number of people that you suggest people reach out to in order to establish that kind of need? I, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, you could talk. You could set a limit and say, I'm going to talk to 250 people. That's a lot. You might be able to get, if you start seeing the same thing over and over and over from 10 people, that might be enough to give you an idea that this is a way to go. Um, you probably heard software companies do uh, the RAD, rapid application design, right? They come up with an idea. They kind of market it a little bit, pull it back in, tweak it, put it back out to market it, pull it back in, tweak it yeah. until they get that dialed in. You can do some of the same thing. If you've got an idea... Talk to a few people about it. Come up with a beta test, you know, see if they like it. And if so, then tweak it as much as they can. Take whatever suggestions they have. Make it a little stronger, a little better, and put it back out there again. You don't have to come out perfect, right? Perfect is the uh, the the death of, of um, what is that? What's that? Um, done is better than perfect. That is better than perfect. Yeah. Done is better than perfect. That's what it is. Yeah, get it out there. Let them, let them test it. Let them come back with their suggestions and then modify it if you need to. There we go. There we go. Well, now we're going to jump into your motivation. Tell us what okay. gets you up and keeps you going every day. Hmm. One, well, one thing that has always motivated me is travel. My wife and I love to travel. Uh, as management consultants, we travel all over the, the world, basically working with different clients. So we got to see a lot of, of countries, but only for a small fraction of the time, because usually you're from the airport to the client site, to the hotel, to the client site, back to the airport and gone. Um, so now we like to travel for fun and we've been all over Europe, all over the US, um, the UK. So I like to travel. I love I love to learn. I like learning new things. Um, I like experiencing new cultures, new cities, new people, um, the architecture, the history and things like that. So that's what really gets me going. I love, love to travel. Love it. Yeah. I'm a, have you ever been to Dubai? Not yet. No, that's on the list. Dubai is like, top of my list i just think architecture is so cool they're creative they are yeah absolutely yeah no i'm gonna have to pop up to dubai sometime soon i i still have a good amount of time lord willing but absolutely yeah plenty of time (laughs) get out there and do it yeah absolutely well awesome dreams and goals now this is like the meat of the podcast tell us about your vision for your company your life going forward i i am somebody who, who loves helping people. I just always have. I've always, I mean, I, I, I grew up 
Roman Catholic and I was an altar boy because I loved serving. I loved helping. I loved being, you know, part of stuff like that. I love volunteering for things, you know, so that made moving into consulting and then as a business coach, an easy thing for me because I, I love to help people. You know, if I see somebody struggling, I want to try to help them as much as I can. So I want to continue to do that as much as possible. I am, I guess, semi-retired, but even traveling around, I'm doing a lot of work online with businesses and stuff. Um, I love working with them and and helping them, you know, out of things they do. That's one of the reasons I started the podcast. I love learning from people, you know, what what their lives are like, how they got to where they are, who they work with and how they help them, you know, and their stories of, of the courage to overcome some of the things that they had to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So would you say it's just continuing to serve in the capacity as, as much as I can, however I can, in whatever capacity I can. Yeah. There we go. Well, awesome. Tell us about the courage to lead. Tell us about the podcast. You just mentioned it a little bit, but yeah, the courage to lead um, started off as a conversation with a client that I have who was new to being uh, a boss. And I kept telling him, you have to have those difficult conversations. You have to be able to step into the role of, of leader, you know, with, with courage and, and everything like that. And he goes, well, what does that look like exactly? So I did some research, found some articles that talked about different types of courage that we have to tap into on a day-to-day basis. Um, intellectual courage, the ability to set aside your long-held beliefs and the knowledge that you have to make room for new knowledge, right? Because there's always new ways to do things. Um, empathetic courage, social courage, uh, saying what needs to be said when it needs to be said, even if it's unpopular, um, uh, emotional courage, moral courage, all those things, we have to tap into them when, as a leader, when we're dealing with our employees, right? And with our peers and with our, our customers. Um, and so I thought that would be a great topic for the podcast. So basically, I talked to people from all walks of life and asked them, mainly entrepreneurs, but I asked them, you know, where did you find the courage to walk away from the nine to five job? Where did you find the courage to step out and create your own success? Where did you find the courage to overcome the setbacks, like the divorce, the bankruptcy, the death and illness? Um, have had some amazing people on the podcast, including yourself, and the stories that, that people have of how they overcame that stuff, where they found that courage, and how they tap into that when they need to. So it's been a blast. I just recorded episode 206. Um, and yeah, just loving it, having a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think it's awesome that you just focus on that courage because I feel like, you know, the hero's journey is something that's talked a lot about. And at every point, at some point in everyone's journey, they need to take that courage to like leap, the courage to lead, whether it be leading their own life, leading a company, leading their family, whatever it may be. There's a bit of courage there. And there's a sure. jump that's involved. So, And a lot that. of people don't, you know, they say, oh, I don't really feel this was courageous. Well, maybe not to you, but to somebody watching from the outside, it's yep. like, wow, how did that person get up in front of people and talk, right? Because that's one of the biggest fears that people have. Where did that person find the courage to walk away from what's known and, and you know, the, the nine to five where everything you get paid on a weekly basis and you know that paycheck's always going to be there and stuff. How do you, how do you turn away from something like that? You know, so it is, it's courageous for a lot of people and just the different types of courage. Like I said, I'm a, a lifelong learner. I am one of the first persons to say, hey, teach me something new. I don't know everything. I'm, I do, know for a fact, I don't know everything. I'm willing to learn. So show me, you know, and I think that that takes courage for some people. Some leaders, some bosses think that they need to be the smartest person in the room. And you yeah. don't be open up to other people. Let, let your, uh, 
your peers and your your underlings come on and say, hey, may, have we thought about trying this? You know, could we try it this way or something like that? They may come up with some great ideas you never even thought. No, for sure. Absolutely. What do you think is um, the, the thing that kind of keeps people from embracing that courage that's inside them, taking that leap? Fear of, I think everything goes back to a fear of some kind. I think, like I said, some bosses think that they have to be the smartest person in the room. They have to know everything there is to know. They can't see themselves saying, I don't know what to do here, or I'm not sure how to get out of this mess. You know, and they're afraid of looking weak. To me, that's not a weakness. Uh, weakness would be not knowing and and plowing ahead, you know, yeah. <laughs> to, to the doom of everybody. I think the strength comes from stopping and saying, you know what, I don't know. And I'm willing to open myself up or step aside and let somebody else do this. And that that's fearful for some people. Saying, you know, the um, moral courage, doing what's right, even when it, you know, goes against maybe the people that are around you or something like that, saying what needs to be said, even if it's unpopular, that's scary for some people. They won't stand up and say what they need to say. That takes a lot of courage. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think most things in life, when you're like stopping yourself from becoming your best self or doing what you need to do, it typically comes down to fear in yeah. some shape or form. So everything I, I, yeah, fear is the biggest motivator. You know, people say what motivates you and, and, or what is what do you think is a motivator? And they say money. It's not money. That's not a motivator. The fear of not getting money or not getting enough or having enough money, uh, the fear of somebody else getting the money you think you deserve or the promotion you think you deserve or something like that, it all comes down to that fear. And if you can figure out what that fear is, especially if you're working with somebody as a leader, working with one of your employees, know that all their motivation is fear-based. If you can understand what that fear is, you can easily come back and, and try to fix that. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, if there are one or two people you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals. So continuing to serve in a higher capacity, um, who would they be and how would they help you? Yeah. And I, I love this question. And I thought about it a lot. I've had some amazing people on the podcast. Uh, two people come to mind since I love to travel and love to learn and love to you know, gain that new knowledge and stuff like that. I thought of two people that have been on the podcast. Uh, one guy, his name is Travis Bell, and he calls himself the bucket list guy. Um, he uh, he said that he opened up a book and wrote down a bunch of stuff in it. And somebody asked him, what are you writing? He goes, this is a, a list of things I need to do before I kick the book, right? These are the things yeah. I want to accomplish or things I want to see, things I want to experience. And so he became the bucket list guy and he goes around teaching people how to find whatever your bucket list is and then step out of your comfort zone and actually accomplish those. And I, I love this guy. I love his philosophy and everything like that. Um, another person that I had on the podcast, his name is uh, Robert Dubin. He was a documentary filmmaker and uh, did all kinds of cool things and stuff. But then after a, an accident where his wife uh, was injured and stuff, they decided they didn't want to just be corporate. They wanted to be happy. And so they sold everything, bought a 40-foot sailboat and sailed around the world, like 17 years or something like that, just traveling. So from going from uh, having uh, dinner and rubbing elbows with the people in the, the big yacht races up in you know New England and stuff like that, now sitting around a, a fire and having meals with indigenous people in all these different little ports around the world and stuff, just learning to be happy, happy with who you are, what you have, and, you know, 
Yeah. So I, I, I've learned a lot from those guys. I've learned a lot from everybody that I've had on the podcast. Uh, but since I, I love to serve people, I love to learn new things and love to travel. Those two guys really stand out. I love it. Did they talk about their sailing journeys at all? Like, I'm just curious how you sail for 17 years. Like, I feel like the ocean can get dangerous. What are you eating? When oh, you're yeah. In the water, all that stuff. <laughs> well, the thing is, they when they went into a port, they talked to a lot of the people that were sailing. Also, a lot of the people were in the same position. They were either retired or they owned businesses that they could kind of work remotely. And so they would end up sailing like an armada from one port to the next. And they just kind of travel around. They would get to someplace and realize they know some of the people there. They were in their sailboats and everything like that. Um, yeah, there were some dangers that they knew about, but they stuck together with these other boats to make sure, you know, there were no pirates out on the open sea and stuff. But just, yeah, just traveling around and 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 mapping out, hey, where have you gone? What, what do you think we should see next? And, and people would help them kind of plan their, their trips. Uh, amazing. I mean, it was a great podcast and guys got all kinds of cool stuff he talks about. Yeah, that is awesome. I love it. <laughs> Robert Dubin. Yeah. Well, if, what are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams and goals? So you meet Sally at the grocery store and Sally's like, Harlan, how can I help you out? What would you tell her? Like I said, my wife and I are, are digital nomads. We're roaming, right? So whenever we come to a new place, we like to talk to some of the locals. So the person at the grocery store, the girl at the checkout stand or whatever and stuff, you start talking to them. Ask them what you've lived here. What's what's cool? What what do you think would be a cool thing for us to see or experience, right? Um, when we travel, we went to Rome several years ago and we met these ladies in a little wine shop. And we spoke to them and said, look, we don't like to hang around the touristy areas. We want to go somewhere else. So if you're going to go out to celebrate a birthday, dinner somewhere, where would you go? And they told us, you know, you go down this alley, you make a right turn at the fountain, you go down this alley. And they said, this is this amazing restaurant. I'm just the best food ever, but it was only locals. It wasn't all touristy. Yeah. And so working with people like that and, and talking to people and asking them, First of all, you know, what can I do to, to support you? But then also, hey, how can how can I experience this area a little bit better? You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, yeah um, that's that's always been a big thing for us is to get get out of the touristy areas and get into the uh, the rural areas. That's where life really happens in these different countries and stuff. Um, so, yeah, we're always asking questions. What what can we do? Where do we go? In fact, my niece and nephew are roamers on the West Coast. Um, they started about a little over a year ago and they're the ones who told us what they were doing. And my wife and I said, Hey, we could do our work from the road. Why not do it from the mountains or the beaches or wherever? Right. So we sold everything and started roaming. Um, and so we've started a website now for our blog posts and videos and, and pictures and everything like that. And it's called liveworkroam.com. And it's just all about roaming. What, what is it like to roam? What's it like to, uh, sell everything and be a digital nomad. Um, so yeah, you guys should check it out. Liveworkrome.com. Live work Rome. How long has, have you guys been keeping, keeping track of your journey on there? Uh, well, we started in March and so we started, yeah, back in March of this year. So, uh, and we're loving it. My niece and nephew have been over a little over a year that they've been traveling up and down the West coast and, uh, just having a great time. So, a lot of the videos out there are their videos. Uh, Gene is a lot better at the the video taking. He's got his little drone that he flies around and everything like that. 
but just, yeah, just amazing. And it's just nice to kind of get out and experience things. Oh, yeah. There we go. And do you guys spend most evenings out on the town? I feel like I've asked you this before, but I'm, I want to refresh it. We, we try to. Um, now, uh, we're in Southern California. I've got family here. My daughter is actually coming over for dinner tonight. So they're picking up some local cuisine to bring in. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, we try to go out and experience something different. We'll go to museums. We'll go to uh, uh, music festivals or something like that if there's something going on. So yeah, we try to get outside as much as possible. There we go. There we go. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. The first question is, what is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Mm -hmm. I would have to say my podcast because I think it's, (laughs) you know, I think it's really good. Definitely check out uh, The Courage to Lead. As far as books, I've had a couple of people on the podcast that have written some books um, that I would like to plug if it's okay. One guy, uh, Justin Breen, his book is called Epic Life. And this thing like premiered, I think, on the Wall Street Journal uh, top 10 list, right? So, I mean, it's just an amazing book. It's all about each chapter represents a different uh, thought that he either he had or he picked up from somebody else and kind of explores that and then comes up with some practical application for each of those new ideas and everything like that. It's very cool. And then another guy, Jeff Wickersham, he's got a book called Rise, Fight, Love, Repeat. He's all about having a routine, a morning routine, that morning fire. Um, and so he comes up with kind of how you put that together to kind of start your day. And uh, yeah, both those books are definitely worth a read. There we go. There we go. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself? How do I take care of myself? Um, uh, I like good food. I love good whiskey. <laughs> um, yeah. And just being, just being active, doing stuff. I say, I, I'm, I'm not that big on just sitting around and watching TV. We do every once in a while. We binge watch our favorite shows, but I like to get out and do stuff and experience things. So when it, when things get hectic, we usually get out, wander around, walk around a little bit. There we go. And this is going to be an easy one for you because I'm pretty sure you've already had them on the podcast, but what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take to rekindle with Travis Bell or Robert Dubin? I follow them both. Um, actually I, uh, Travis, I know has a workshop coming up soon. I don't have all the in- details here and stuff, but he definitely has another workshop coming up. Uh, Rob Dubin was out of town. We were going to try to hook up while we were in Colorado, get it, didn't get a chance to do that and stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, I try to keep in touch with all the folks that have been on the podcast and invite them back for like panel discussions on different topics. So I, I definitely try to keep in touch with them as often as I can. There we go. And so... I've recently switched up my final series of questions and I like to keep these questions a surprise because I just want genuine, honest answers, uh, like off the dome. So this first question is what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life? Mm. If any, maybe you don't have any. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have any, I think everybody has limiting belief of some kind or another. Um, deservability. You know, you hear people say, well, I, don't, I don't really deserve that accolade. I don't really deserve that or something like that. That that hits. And maybe that's part of the Catholic upbringing. You know, I just deserve. Um, that's one that I struggle with every once in a while. And you, you would say most of that comes from the Catholic upbringing? I, I'm thinking, I you know, a lot of guilt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just you're, you're told that uh, 
you're you're bad from the get go and stuff. That's that's tough to take. So when things happen, it's like if if I do something and somebody wants to award me or reward in some way, it's like no, 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 you know, I, I don't deserve that. You know, it's just a yeah, it's just who I am, just what I do. So yeah, that's that's something that I struggle with every once in a while. I gotcha. And what actions do you think you do? either consistently every day or maybe just every now and then that reinforce that limiting belief. Mm. Also totally fine to like, I didn't disclose these questions. So yeah, you don't want to answer. Totally, <laughs> <laughs> totally fine so, to not yeah. answer. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think how I just know what comes up every once in a while. Well, I'd, if, if I, if I do something, I try something and it doesn't quite work. Um, you know, and, and as a coach, I'm putting out, you know, ads or feelers on on facebook linkedin to try to you know get new clients and everything like that if something doesn't work i start questioning ah oh, how come so and so is doing something very similar and they're getting thousands of clients and i'm not right yeah. and you start thinking oh i'm just maybe i'm not good enough for this and everything so yeah every once in a while i'll i'll, I'll do that to kind of reinforce this you've got to step back and go no different person different place different clients you know so a lot of comparison that you yeah. can reinforce. Yeah, that happens. That's one of the worst things you can do is compare yourself to somebody else. You know? I feel that. I feel that. Yep. And what stories do you tell yourself that reinforce it? Sheesh, you're going deep, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just revived. You're the first person to hear these questions. Thanks so much. <laughs> um, no, and I think I think we all do this at, at some point or another. You know, Somebody said something way back in your past and you keep that tucked away and every once in a while you bring that back up you know it's like that that sore spot you keep rubbing or something you know it's like yeah that really hurts when i do this and yet you keep doing it it's like just stop so um and i had a friend of mine that uh, his dad told him one time you'll never be good enough for x and so he would always kind of stop before he try something to go yeah I, i'll never be able to do that because he heard what his dad said, he believed it, he took that as the truth, and he kept it with him, carrying it with him. And I try not to do that, but it comes up every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, so the the story of like, I'll just never be able to do that, I'll never be able to grow into that, I'll never be able to learn that, never be able to like accomplish that. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. I um, For myself, my parents kind of like, did some entrepreneurial stuff and failed and they like were kind of struggling for money their whole life. And a lot of me is like, I'm doing entrepreneurial stuff right now and failing. <laughs> it's like there's failure every day. And even yeah. when I see a little success, I continue to focus on the failure. And so that's one of my actions that reinforce that belief of like, I'll never be able to accomplish it. Cause I'm like, what if I'm just like my parents type of vibe? So. Yeah. And you know, it's going to happen, especially as an entrepreneur, things like that happen all the time what you have to do is learn from it. What yeah. is it, you know, what did I learn from this? How could I do it differently next time? And they get right back out there and try it again. Exactly. You know, and I've, I've done that with things, you know, you put a, a, an ad or a program out or something like that. It doesn't hit. So you pull it back in, you tweak the title of it, put it back out, pull it yeah. back in, tweak some of the body content, put it back out until you find that magic combination. Cause you never know what it's going to be. Somebody could read something now and it doesn't mean a thing to them. They'll read it a few weeks later. And it's like, wow, this is the thing I've been waiting my entire life for. Absolutely. You know? So yeah, don't give up. Learn from the mistake and get back out there and do it again. There we go. There we go. And our last question for about this limiting belief is what emotions do you think you have that reinforce it? 
again, I think it all comes back to a fear, you know, um, especially for guys. I think it's tough. Failure, you know, is, is tough. We take it as a, a personal blow, you know, where women kind of go, ah, that didn't work. And they just go. Right. Um, I think guys take it a little bit harder sometimes. So I think that's, that's it is, you know, we're, you're kind of tied to your business when, uh, when you're introduced to somebody new, they go, Oh, what do you do? Well, I'm at this, right? So you have to feel you have to be as as good as you possibly can at that. And so, yeah, when those things come up, it's like, wow, you know, am I really doing what I should be doing? Am I really in the right spot or whatever? Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Now on to brighter things. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How can we reframe that limiting belief to an abundant belief? So if the limiting belief is like, I don't deserve this. What would the abundant version of that be? Um, I read something the other day where instead of saying, I failed, you tell yourself, you know, I'm human and I'll get better at this as I go. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, I'm, I don't deserve this. You know, the, instead of saying, I don't deserve turn it around to be positive. Like, you know, I'm, I am learning and I am getting better. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm a, I'm a good person and just inherently. Yeah. Inherently. I'm a, I'm a good person. I'm inherently good and I deserve this. Absolutely. I love it. And what actions would you take or do you take from that belief? I get back out and keep trying. Yeah. I love it. You know, instead of giving up, I mean, it would be easy to put your feet up, watch TV, you know, just kind of forget about everything. It's like, no, I, I am good at this. I like this. I want to continue to do this. And uh, if that didn't work, there's hundreds of ways to do things right now. I, I tell my clients, there's a lot of different ways. You've heard that old saying, there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's always a way to do what you want to do. Keep your goal, but change your approach. If that didn't work, come in from a different angle, you know? So yeah, just it. keep trying. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you for going through those questions. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. And we got one last question for you. All right. So there's a common saying, and that saying is that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Right. Well, I had a Dr. Alan Leica on the podcast recently, and he said that you can make a horse drink. You just have to salt its oats. Okay. Now, I want you to think about a person That's true. Yep. who has a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change. How can we create an environment to salt their oats and help them change their life? Mm. Mm. Man, I wish you gave me these in advance. Yeah, maybe I should start sitting these at <laughs> The tough ones. I mean, because that's good. Essentially, it's saying, you know, so when we're when we're um, trying to sell to somebody, you want to try to find out, number one, what what issue are they dealing with? What's the pain point that they have? You want to kind of poke that pain to make sure that they're, yeah, that really is something I need to fix and then offer the solution to them. Right. So that's kind of the salt, almost the salt in the wound. Right. To make them yeah. say, yes, I want this this change. Um so, yeah, I think you need to, you know, what have, what have you done so far? How has that worked for you? What if we could do this? What if you could have this? 
would this be something you want to work towards or something you want some help with and then take them there. So I think it's getting, you know, part of the requirements we were talking about before. What is it you really want? What have you been doing to try to get that? How has that worked? What if we could do something a little different? Would you be willing to try something new? Yeah. Let's try this, you know? I love it. I love it. I like I like to focus on asking questions to poke the pain yeah. and offer the solution. That's something I don't, I don't think we do enough. Like I said a lot of people come out, here's a brand new product that I just came up with off the top of my head. It's like, who who really needs that or wants that? You know, yeah. but then you have other people who say, what's the biggest thing that this group deals with? It's this. I have a solution to that. Now you've got my attention, you know? So yeah, ask questions, talk to people, find out, and then come at them, you know, from that perspective. I love it. Well, awesome. Harlan, that is all we have for you. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign no, off? No, this has been awesome. Like I said, I, I would love people to check out the podcast. Uh, the Courage to Lead, it's available on Apple iTunes, Spotify. It's on all the, the different platforms. And uh, your episode is out there, and we had a great time. Has, you, has your episode gone live? I'm pretty sure it has. I think it has. Um, but yeah, would love people to get out there and check out the podcast. There we go. Well, you guys heard him. If you liked what he had to say on the show, there is more, 206 more episodes, actually, where you could hear him converse with his guests and the, the link to follow the podcast and just his website, all that good stuff to reach him will be down in the show notes. As we always ask, go ahead and shoot this podcast over to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Go ahead and give us a five-star review on iTunes if you liked the show. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.